it's been exciting. Uh, it's really helped me throughout my business career because if anyone ever asks me what's most important, I tell them integrity. You're listening to Business Edge, the podcast for professionals looking to excel in the workforce. You'll hear from new guests each week as they dive deep into their personal and professional experiences to give you an edge in the marketplace. This podcast is recorded by Desiree Williams and Chrissy Vasquez at the Alpha Kappa Psi Professional Business Fraternity Headquarters in Indianapolis, Indiana. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to Business Edge as we start our fourth season. We're so excited that you guys are taking this journey with us. Today is a special episode to AKSI members uh, because we have Eileen Howell with us. After joining AKSI in 1978, Eileen became the first female foundation chair and is now serving as chairman on the fraternity board of directors for the second time. She spent the majority of her professional career in the oil and gas industry, holding numerous tax positions. So thank you so much for calling in today, Eileen. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Welcome. We are so excited to have you. Thank you for your service as our chair of the board of directors, such an important role in our organization. So as we can see, your bio is really extensive and very impressive. Can you walk us through your journey a little bit? Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, as you know, I'm a cheesehead. I was born in a <laughs> little town of 2,000 people, but um, managed to find my way out uh, so I didn't have to be a bank clerk. I um, ended up going and getting my degree in accounting and worked for a public accounting firm in um, the big town of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So. After a few years of that, um, I was lured to Texas to work for the oil and gas company Schlumberger. Um, you know, and I don't know if they do it anymore, but it used to be one of the typical interview questions was, you know, what do you want to do in like five or ten years from now? Yep. And you always thought of that like, oh, really, dude? You come on, you know, that's that's kind of a a, a lame question. But the thing is, you really ought to know. And because of that, it's one of the reasons I took that job in Somerset is because I had a plan. Hmm. I wanted, my career goal was to be a director of tax in a multinational publicly traded company. And so each of those steps in that resume put me closer to that goal. How do you I mean, come like up said, with such I, a specific goal at such a young age? Oh, you got to be in tax. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> you got to be in tax because there is a multitude of laws and interpretation of laws that can be good or bad, depending on what kind of business you're in. Okay? I absolutely love to travel. I have been to over 40 countries. So international was also very interesting to me. Um, publicly traded, it means you have to deal with the SEC. I mean, that is the ultimate authority when it comes to accounting, right? So that also, that was sounded exciting, oh, even <laughs> back then. <laughs> to this marketing major, that doesn't sound so exciting, <laughs> except for the travel part. <laughs> but 
so anyways, um, like I said, I, you know, I went to work for uh, Schlumberger, uh, worked for them for a little, little over 22 years. And each move I made, whether it was up to Dallas or over to Singapore or in the U.K., each time I got experience in the tax laws of the Far East, of Europe, just getting to know and enhancing my knowledge of the tax, the tax regimes worldwide. So I knew at that point that I needed to make the next step, looking at my goals. So I joined Paradigm, which was privately held. It was a non-U.S. multinational. I was their VP of tax. Took care of all their tax matters over 35 countries. All right? If I wasn't an expert at the end of that, I don't know anybody who could. <laughs> so. And after Paradigm, I um, went to work the Powell Industries, a U.S. multinational company listed on NASDAQ as their director of tax. That's amazing. It took me 29 years. <laughs> Your enthusiasm makes it sound like a really exciting industry, actually. <laughs> Did you know going into this that you were going to get into this industry that women are just not very prevalent in the industry, let alone leadership? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You're talking oil and gas, right? Um, it is an extremely male-dominant uh, industry. The uh, company Paradigm, which was a software company, they dealt with the oil and gas industry. Right. Powell is a manufacturer. They dealt with the manufacture of equipment for the oil and gas industry. So every company I worked for was very heavily male-dominated. But as long as you have their respect, it doesn't matter. As you're going through those different companies and working up the ranks, what kind of strategies or techniques did you use? And then as a female, do you think that kind of impacted that climb for you? Well, um, like I said, it's all about respect. You have to earn the respect of others. And I say that whether or not you're male or female. Uh, um, uh, for example, you know, they always say, what you don't know won't hurt you. Well, that's not really the case in tax. Um, Powell had a presence in Canada, UK, Netherlands, Singapore. Yeah, we filed all the tax returns and financial statements. But the company was missing one critical point. Right? They weren't holding in-country board meetings every year. Now, the senior management, all male, didn't really think that was an issue. I walked in and said, guys, you got a problem. said, we can talk to the advisors, but I'm telling you, you have to have in-country board meetings. So they did check it out. They looked at me and said, yes, you're correct. And guess what? You are now on the board of each one of these companies, and you're in charge of corporate compliance. Oh, wow. <laughs> I mean, they didn't shoot me down. They listened to me. They made sure that I knew what I was talking about. But um, once I realized it, 
they made sure that they took care of it. What was that yeah. like being in that situation where you, you said that once you got their respect, it was fine, but how did you build that? And how did you feel inside? Were you like a duck where you were smooth on the water and your feet were moving really rapidly underneath or were you pretty cool, it, calm and collected the whole time? Yeah. You know, the thing is when you work in tax, um, you really depend on the goodwill of every other department in the company because no one else reports to you, right? So if we need help with a contract, we got to make sure legal is willing to help us. If we want to make sure certain taxes are represented on our invoices, we need our accounts receivable, you know, group being willing to help us. But, you know, it's that mutual willingness to help, the mutual respect that you try to achieve with various people, whether or not they're the top lawyer or they're an accounts payable clerk. As long as you treat them with respect, be, help them, be there to help them anytime they might need help, they're going to respect you. They're going to appreciate and help you when they can. So kind when of like you're talking about, I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, it's kind of like living by the golden rule, right? Do on to others as mm-hmm. you wish to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the thing is, is when it comes to senior management, right? I mean, you can state your case. Um, you can make convincing arguments. Um, but if you don't have their respect, they're going to totally ignore you, possibly to the detriment of the company. Because it's such, it's an international organization working with so many different countries, what was that like? You know, there's a language barrier, um, time differences. How was that in an international large organization? Oh, <laughs> that was always fun. I, um, you know, Singapore is 13 hours ahead of uh, the central, uh, central Standard Time, which was where our families lived. Um, so it was always, we'd be calling them, and, you know, it'd be, uh, let's see, it would be about 8 o'clock our time, which was about 7 a.m. their time. Anyways, we used to always say, hi, this is tomorrow, Collie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you did have to make sure, yeah, you had, you had to be very cognizant, and Really, when we were in the UK, it really wasn't much of a barrier issue. Although sometimes, you know, British English versus American English versus Irish English, you know, some of it might be a little different. But in the in the Far East, um, Singapore had English as their official language, and Australia, but Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, Japan. Uh, China. I mean, English wasn't necessarily an official language. So oftentimes you needed advisors with you so that when you were speaking with someone, whether it was a, uh, a tax official or some other official, you were getting a proper uh, translation. So I've heard over the years you've only had one female boss. Can you talk a little bit to that experience? 
one female boss. Yeah. Oh, she was the greatest Scottish lady. <laughs> um, Wilma Tracy. Yeah. It was, uh, it was actually interesting. Um, that was when I was working in the UK. Uh, we had, when I was working for that division of Schlumberger, our, um, let's see, our controller was from Colombia. Our general manager was from Pakistan. My boss, the, uh, the tax director, was Scottish. He had me, that was American, and my co-worker, who was Irish. Talk about the U.M. Yeah. (laughs) But what I found with working for Wilma was she listened to you. She listened to everyone. um, And then just rationalized, spoke through her logic. And people listened. And I think that's where... Maybe I got that whole thing, you know. She was respected. And she definitely had my respect. Although, in Scottish, if you have a strategy or a plan, they call it a scheme. Hmm. And I did have to explain to her that when she came to the U.S., it would be preferred if she didn't talk about a tax scheme right. because it meant something a little bit different in the U.S. Good advice. But, yeah, it was fantastic. It was a breath of fresh air to work for a female. I bet. And so looking back on all you've accomplished and reaching your goal as being director of tax, what advice do you have for other women as they kind of step foot into the business world? You know, what do they need to know to be as successful as you have been? Well, I like to give this leadership advice. That, um, it's murder, to be honest. It's really murder. But let me explain. You have to motivate your employees. Right? A lot of times what I do, if I've got a new staff member, um, I bring them into my office and I you know, ask them, you know, what is it that makes you get up in the morning and want to come to work? And we talk about their passions or their interests. And even though every job has mundane aspects to it, what I do try is that that individual has one or projects during the year that touch to that interest or that passion. Another thing is understanding the business. Now, when I worked for Paradigm, we, um, we sold the company to another private equity, and I'm not sure, well, it was for a billion dollars, right? And I'm not sure if you really know how these kind of transactions work, but private equity companies usually don't use a lot of their own money. What they do is they go out to the market and syndicate their debt. In other words, it's kind of like buying a treasury note, right? but it's the debt of a company. But in order to do that, 
you have to be rated by Blue Jeans and Essence. So these new owners, they sent the CEO, myself, and a few other key people, of course me being the only female, we had to go up to New York. We had to talk to these uh, rating agencies and then have meetings and calls with bankers and investors. And we had to explain our business. We had to be able to tell them why Paradigm was a good investment. Uh, you had to know your business and industry inside out. You just couldn't anticipate all the questions. You had to know it through and through. You had to understand your business. You also, you got to refuse to compromise your principles. You know, we talk a lot about international. If you do go international, ooh, you can be tested. Um, you've probably heard a lot of stories that come out of, like, Nigeria. Uh, yes, we had to report a accounting firm in Nigeria up to its head office because of things we felt that were improper. We refuse to compromise on our principles. You have to design a succession plan. Let's face it, you can't move on if you're too valuable in the position you're in. So every time I started, the very first thing I would do is try to find, okay, who's going to replace me? Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I got to move on, right? Even though I got here three days ago, I got to make plans, right? I've said it before, earn the respect of others. <laughs> it's funny, whenever I start with a new group, right, one of the first things I do is try to crash a um, sales and marketing meeting, and I just ask them, you know, let me, let me just you know, introduce myself to you. And then I start explaining to them about how the tax clauses can make or break the profitability of the contract. Um, after about ooh, 10 minutes into the discussion, all of a sudden things start to click in their minds and I start getting all these questions and then my next day, the inbox starts to fill up, you know, because these guys, I mean, part of their compensation is based on the contract performance, so they want what's best for them. Uh, my, uh, <laughs> my tax manager at, at uh, Paradigm, uh, sorry, excuse me, Powell, uh, she came into my office after one of those meetings and she went, uh, excuse me, what the heck happened? All of a sudden I'm getting all these contracts in my inbox and that's never happened before. So it's, it's like the tax department finally has respect around here. I'm like, yeah, it does. But and lastly, uh, just recognize the efforts of others. It takes less than a minute to write a thank you email. And you know, if it's someone that really did something good for you, uh, something out of the ordinary, I had an admin that did that and helped save the company about $500,000, I made sure I thanked her and copied senior management on it. So they realized that this administrative assistant, assistant was able to bring value to the company financially. So, motivate, 
right? Understand. Refuse to compromise. Design. Earn respect. Recognize the efforts. It's murder. That's great advice for anybody. That's really great. Outside of your professional career, you've had a lot of firsts within AKSI. What comes to mind when you think about all your work within the fraternity? Wow. You know, when AKSI, <laughs> think about it. It's, uh, it is my life. Since I married a fellow member of AKSI, um, the joining AKSI and becoming the first female chapter president. Um, it's, it was timing because women had just been allowed into the fraternity. Um, it really was, there was nothing within the chapter that had anything to say that you couldn't do it. They were excited. It was, it was fun. It was, um, and I think, to be honest, I don't think I realized until I was out there, it was like, oh, yeah, I was the first one, wasn't I? Yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't cross my mind that that was something that had happened. Um, and I guess I am one of those people that when I did the life loyal, I understood that it was for life. And I lived that. And I had the opportunity, I'm grateful that I had the opportunities that I could give back, whether it was through the foundation, which I'm not sure that I'll ever forgive Bill Reeves for getting me involved with the foundation. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, but yeah, um, he supported me becoming chairman uh, of the board for the foundation and, um, yeah, I can't believe I'm on a second round for the fraternity board. And it's all Chrissy's fault. I just want you to know. <laughs> this is my fault this time around, yes. <laughs> it's been exciting. Uh, it's really helped me throughout my business career because if anyone ever asks me what's most important, I tell them integrity. Absolutely. We'll kind of switch gears here um, and see if we can kind of get some advice from you. So what do you think are the uh, some of the most valuable traits of a leader? Ooh, valuable traits. Well, you have to have the ability to listen. Um, I would have staff come in. And they go, oh, this isn't working. And I go, okay, talk to me. They walk through it. And in walking through it, you ask questions. And usually by the end of the conversation, there's a conclusion and a solution. And they walk out happy because I helped them. And all I did was listen. They figured it out on their own. Um, again, I guess it's my mantra through this whole conversation. Um, respect. Respect for yourself. Respect for others. Um, you know that 
that one person in the office that like drives you totally nuts, you know, because they've been there forever and, you know, they've been doing the same job forever and, you know, what, what value are they adding? Well, respect them, sit down, ask them. You'd be surprised as to some value that an employee might have in a company whether it's history or just the nuances of a certain system or knowing how to get through government red tape, maybe. Well, thank you for everything that you've given to our organization. We definitely would not be where we are without your leadership throughout the years. But during all this, you also built a family. So how did you find balance for having all your career goals and achieving those and then moving kids across the world and maintaining a marriage? How'd you do it all? How did I do all that? Come on, Chrissy. Don't you know I'm Superwoman? <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I mentioned earlier that uh, I, I married a member of Alpha Kappa Psi. Uh, he understood my passion, and he supported me. And when we moved overseas, he took a step back of his career and helped with the kids in growing up. Um, he has been my bedrock. I could not have done anything if it wasn't for Scott. He's really, um, he's, he's a great man. And 33 years, I still love him. But He's, he's pretty you know, fun to be around. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a great laugh, okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, you can't do it alone. And you have to know when to say, I need help. I was lucky because I need help person was always around me. I love that. Thank you for sharing. Um, and you know, throughout this conversation, you've talked about values a lot and that's really important here on business edge. So Eileen, can you tell us about a time that your personal values were challenged and how you handled that? Oh, sure. Um, so I told you that I worked, um, in the far East, right? Well, Indonesia is a very interesting country. It's beautiful. Absolutely. The islands, 14,000 islands. They're beautiful. Um, our company there was brought under audit. And I didn't speak Bahasa. So every meeting with the tax authorities included an advisor who would translate the questions and answers. Well, now, there's one point where the discussion was, it was kind of long, and there was nothing being translated, and I'm looking back and forth. And the advisor said, oh, don't, don't worry. You know, it's been settled. <laughs> okay, I was, I was dead bit surprised on that one. <laughs> well, the next day, they gave me an invoice for their services, which they kindly requested be paid immediately. On it was a substantial fee for the successful outcome of the audit. Oh, wow. When I questioned that, they reluctantly told me that, uh, well, it was an expediting fee, hmm. a.k.a. 
a bribe for the auditor. Mm. Um, needless to say, we didn't process that invoice, and we also changed auditors. Wow. Uh, I had moved on, but I heard about, I think it was about three years later, that the audit had been finally settled with substantially the same result. Thank you so much, Eileen, for coming on with us today. It's been great chatting with you, and we have so much respect for how you hold integrity so high and you hold yourself to personal values that match your company. Well, thank you for allowing me to um, have this chat with you. I really, I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to Business Edge. If you have questions, comments, or topic suggestions for us, email businessedge at akzi.org.